Spencer Coburn's The Bald Truth. Yeah, we, we need to do we need to do a show. Uh, you contact me at one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm just rolling out of bed. Well, not really, but you know, I had shit to do this morning. I was you know in my in my robe after my sauna, and you're like, we got to work today. In my robe after my sauna. Whoops. Hold like, on. How did that happen? There we go. Well, actually, it was eleven thirty. Thank you very much. Good and move, figured... by the way. Smooth move, dude. It's like it started up. It's like, <laughs> shit, there's so many things going on. Stop. But yeah, it's like, why not talk about this? Because I see so much dis- discussion going on online and all these ex- experts giving their, you know, their opinions on what, what's going on. But none of them realize the truth. And that's what we're going to talk about. <clears throat> well, first of all, what, what of all truth? And, and just to let you know, CNN contacted me uh, earlier today. And I, I had the, the decision that I had to make. Do I contact these people and then they take it out of context or they don't fully understand what I'm saying? And, and I read the pieces that uh, – at least one piece that came out from CNN. And I'm just like – it's unbelievable to me. It's unbelievable to me. So, I, you know, I'm just kind of glad I stayed away from it, honestly, because what, it would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, Spencer Coburn, founder of the American Hair Loss Association, says that, you know, alopecia areata affects at least 2% of the population, blah, 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 blah. What I would have said yeah. was that 95% of women dealing with hair loss are dealing with common androgenetic alopecia. And at least a third of the women in that fucking auditorium were wearing hair to cover it. Yeah. Full-on wigs, extensions, partials, you name it. And half the motherfuckers in that, excuse my language, I don't know why I just said that because I say that all the time, in that auditorium <laughs> were painting their bald spots just like me. Yeah. Yeah. So and this another is, third probably had hair transplants just, just like I have. Like it's – like the, the, the initial reason why I was attracted to this – like. Today. Like, like it was the 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 smack heard around the world where I was like, "Holy shit!" And then ten minutes later is like I was kind of you know coming down from it. But then I got interested when I realized that there was a potential sub story to this about Jada Pinkett Smith and her alopecia. And and again, that's when I realized alopecia. Even you, it's alopecia areata. We all suffer with alopecia. And I can't, when I read this shit in article after article, as though alopecia is somehow separate and apart from every other motherfucker who's suffering from all types of hair loss, it amazes me. Well, it's just hair. I'm just referring to as everyone else is referring so that the story is consistent. Sorry, you got me riled up because I had to work today. I apologize, people. But. It reminded me of something that you've been saying for 25 years. Hair loss is the last bastion of political incorrectness. That's right. You can fat shame. You can body shame. You can, you can do all these things and get completely dragged through the mud because it is horrible. You just don't do it. If you bald shame, it's just another joke. When it's men. When it's men. When it's men, you don't, you never see it. I've never seen it when it comes to women. Here's what's interesting. In the same same broadcast, there are three other hosts 
of the broadcast, correct? Mm-hmm. Amy Schumer, uh, what's her name? Um, Wanda Sykes. W- Wanda Sykes and that chick Hall. I forget her first name. Uh, never heard of her. Don't know. And they do a joke about LeBron James's hairline that the movie that it was, it was in should have won uh, Best Special Effects for the hairline they put on LeBron James. You shit me. Was this before or after the smack? I don't know. I just saw it online. I'm pretty sure it was before. And Holy it, shit. Yeah. And if you would have gone to my Instagram, that's at Spencer Coburn, you would have seen it. But so that gets oh no attention. God. Now, now I understand why this got attention. But where, the, where, where should the attention really lie? The fact that this guy, <laughs> this guy who is looked up to by millions and, and looked up to by children. Yeah. Decided to sucker slap. It was a sucker slap. 100%. Chris Rock, who's probably one of the nicest human beings, from what I understand, in that business. Yeah. Over not even a joke about Jaina Pinkett's hair loss, because I didn't even think he was able to connect the dots. In his mind, she looked badass. And I tell you why I know this. I was speaking to Y from the Women's Hair Loss Project about this. We were in contact mm-hmm. about this. And this is exactly what she said. That is a, I mean, that is basically a badass look that women who are dealing with androgenetic alopecia would strive to be able to live that life. Yeah. Shave it down that closely and look as good as Jaina Pinkett Smith. 100%. That that was my initial take on it. That it was is almost like a compliment because it's badass, and Demi Moore and GI Jane looked badass. That was like a big deal. I, m- I remember it was like all over the media when she shaved her head for this role. It was in the media for for other reasons as well. But I remember that was one of the the defining characteristics of that whole situation. Dude. She looked badass. Dude, if I was in if I if I was in that chair, I would have been on my phone to my agent saying, did you hear that? Let's make this happen. What an opportunity. Yeah, totally. (laughs) She should have picked up the phone exactly. Holy shit. And you know what's funny about this? And again, this is just my interpretation. I have no fucking clue. But while it looked like Will Smith had kind of like that, you know, that phony Hollywood bullshit laugh, you know, at, at the jokes, like everyone has at these things when they're being roasted to some degree. He appeared to turn over to his wife, who had a little bit of a, you know, disdain at the joke, look on her face. Almost like yeah. a little attitude. I understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, to me. It. it was obvious she wasn't happy about it. To me, as a normal human but being. It, I, to, it didn't to have look the, like she was pissed, though. That's just it. No, she was just like rolling her eyes. But, and whatever. It hurts. Listen, what, what, I deal with this every day. I deal with people making fun of me, paying my ball spot. I get – as soon as I talk about the fact that I do what I do, people are asking me that it's a wig or they think it's a wig or they – you know, I'm Trump the early years, the comb-over guy. Why do you wear so much hairspray? It's a constant thing. I'm at a party with somebody. This is with, you know, the years ago, a New Year's Eve party. T- totally drunk woman comes up to me. And she goes, you know, you're really handsome. You would look so much better if you cut your hair. That's a sensitive issue for me. It's kind of like me going up. It's like me going up to her. You know, you were really hot, but you would look so much better if you got some implants. 
You you look so hot if you just lost like twenty pounds. Twenty pounds. <laughs> it's like so. So you know, I I wrote something tongue in cheek online, like you know, oh great, you know, it's good to know that ball shaming is no longer the last bastion of political incorrectness, or something like that. We're still, you know, yeah, some, something to that effect. And, you know, just the way people are talking about, it, and then they're tying it to to potential racism or protecting black women. And I'm thinking, and then there's this. I stu- saw that. Yeah. But then there's this study that that CNN put out. A study. It was a survey that a higher percentage of women of color suffer from alopecia areata than Caucasians. Uh, I have to tell you that those were that was based on a survey of 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 women who were available for that survey. It was not a study. I've been doing this for 24 yeah. years, and I could tell you there is no indication. You can contact the Alopecia Areata Foundation about this to verify this, that race has anything to do with the incidence of Alopecia Areata. As a matter of fact, the majority of people that you see with Alopecia Areata just based on visuals and based on, you know, experience through my through the American Hair Loss Association, you know, seem to be more younger Caucasian people, a lot of women, a lot of girls. Um, but that's not to say that it's not equal across the board. But even to make that tie-in to me is just the whole thing has just been completely blown out of proportion. And what it really should be about is this guy who has absolutely no self-control. First of all, anyone who thinks that that was a gangster move, that was a bitch-ass move. It you know was. what would have been gangster? You go up there, you take the mic from, from Chris, and you're like, maybe dress him down a little bit publicly. Yeah. Shame on you. And that's it. You know, this is, better. this is an issue that really that, that's really made, you know, my wife suffer. A lot of people suffer from this, even though he's, if he's not an expert on alopecia areata. He yeah. had the opportunity to bring light to an issue on a platform that was huge. In a positive way. In a positive way. And I also think it's a little bit of a bitch-ass move for Chris Rock not to uh, take this guy to task. Take him to task. I, I, Sue his ass I, I, and take that money, give it to the American Hair Loss Association or the Alopecia Areata Foundation to educate the world about this issue. 100%. Sorry, John. I'm not I, letting I you talk. Where, I'm a little mad. No, it's, no, it, it's, it's, uh, it's irritating because, uh, yeah, I, I think Chris Rock should have um, – and he stay, still may, which there's another question about this. But he should have uh, – I, I think he should have pressed charges. LAPD gave him the opportunity. He said no, which on one hand could be considered like, you know, the, the the better man move. But at the same time, I feel like Will Smith, he's a big guy and Chris Rock is a little guy. And that wasn't a slap. That was that was a um, uh, that was a, a, a sucker slap. Yeah. Because he just walked slap. up. There was no warning whatsoever. And I watched it like probably five, six times. Just that movement, and he—that was a like, roundhouse, full-on, yeah. open hand slap. Yeah, they and should have. Kudos. First of all, security should have taken that motherfucker away. If it were anyone, and he that, should lose that Oscar. If it was just an average person that jumped up on stage and did that, they would have been tackled, tased, and dragged out uh, by their heels. 
And think about the timing. You know, we no are in time, we're we are in time where this type of stuff is being highlighted online for kids to see. This type of violence, this type of yeah. insanity. I don't know. Let's take a phone call. The whole thing pisses me off. Go for it. Hey, you're on the air. Who's this and where are you calling from? It's Morty from Brooklyn. Fucking Morty. Always with the, the, Morty. the peanut gallery, Morty. What's up? <laughs> Not much, man. Um, I'm just watching this unfold. Um, I, I wasn't watching the Oscars last night. I only found out about it this morning. I've been talking to different people. Um, you guys are actually the, the third group of people I've been talking to about this. And there's just so much to unpack here. Um, everybody's taking it from, you know, the perspective of, of um, you dealing with defending a black woman, as you mentioned before. Uh, there are people who are comparing, you know, there, some people are saying that they should take Will Smith's Oscar away, but then some people are saying that if they take it away from him, they'd have to take it away from Norman Polanski, and if they don't, then it's racism. Um, I've heard things like, you know, like from one friend of mine who's saying that it was a bitch move, which I tend to agree with. And I really like your perspective about, you know, it could have been an opportunity to call attention to, you know, to alopecia areata and to the, the people who do suffer from alopecia and try to point to the fact that it isn't, it's a lot more common than most people want. And Dude, this guy, this guy had like the opportunity. That. He he could have been bare. I mean, and, and honestly, I'm, I'm just, I, and I'm also speaking from a, a, a woman's point of view, as far as, you know, people I've spoken to, Life, Women's Hair Loss Project. And the reality is that the majority of women with hair loss, even alopecia areata, the people that have contacted us, they didn't see it as an assault on alopecians or women with hair loss. They really didn't yeah. see it that way. You know, and these are people who honest, live yeah. with this, just like mm -hmm. just like Jane Pinkett does. This mm -hmm. guy, you know, when you look at the, when you listen to the joke and you go, and you go back and you, and you go on YouTube and you watch this, you can see it was just like, first of all, she looked badass. It doesn't look like she has alopecia areata because it looks like she has a really good shadow on her head. I don't know if any of it's makeup or what. So it looks like mm -hmm. that is a choice that she's able to get away with. And who knows how much Chris Rock knew about her situation. That's how the you, point. Yeah, and how do you? What did he know? And how do you know that Chris Rock wasn't just you know using the opportunity, not only to joke to make a joke, not at her expense, but at the fact that she looks pretty badass. She looks like GI Jane now, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's it. The guy's a fucking comedian. I know. Well, that that's the other side of it is 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 that when we talk about the slippery slope with respect to freedom, um, freedom of speech and compelled speech and, and you know, can all this cancel culture stuff, which you could also talk about. But uh, for a minute, I think we all need to put ourselves in Jada's um, shoes for just a second. So Jada was insulted not once but twice. The first time was the Chris Rock joke, which we could see in her face. But one thing the camera didn't show was her reaction to her husband going and slapping, you know, Chris's face. I mean, all he really did, I hate to say it, was attract attention to himself, you know. Jada, you know, this is all about what Will Smith did. This is not about what Jada felt, you know? Well, I, I, I think, think that, no, okay, you, you, you got a good point, but I, I think it goes even further than that. He actually brought more attention to uh, to her issue and their issues as far as the relationship goes because there's all kinds of yep. stuff coming up um, mm -hmm. about their relationship of the past few years where he's basically been in a – I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm saying this right, in a cucked position 
because of the, oh, the openness snap. of the Now relationship. we're going there. Now we're going to get contacted by Will Smith. And then, and then, well, it's it's all over the place. And then, uh, you see him giving his speech after he won best uh, best actor award, or as some people are calling mm-hmm. the best smacker award. Um, he was he was in a really bad uh, emotional state, and. Oh, yeah. I think that I think that I think that the reason for that was Fuck him. Uh, I I I I think there was uh, this whole thing just snapped something bigger because he's you know the the relationship apparently hasn't been really good like I don't I don't follow this shit I looked this up afterwards and a lot of other people are saying mm-hmm. it but he looked like he, he looked like a really troubled guy Look, that was an, uh, absolutely, but that was an unhinged move. This guy, uh, oh, absolutely. Lo- yeah. for wh- whatever it's worth. It comes with the territory. This guy has a responsibility to act like a civil human being. Of course. 100%. Yeah. There are millions of kids that look up to this guy. His own son writes on Twitter, this is how we roll. Really? Well, and, that's and how, you, that's that is, how you fucking roll? Mm-hmm. And, and like I said before, you, your point is so well taken. That was another thing I was talking to friends of mine is, is, is that when you are in a position like Will Smith, who is, you know, he's, he's this huge, huge actor. I mean, he's made, he's made movies that break in billions of dollars. Um, he's got to watch his public image. And, you know, but like you said, he's, he's probably a very troubled individual at this point, if, if, if that went through. But the other side of it is, is, is that the academy, I mean, you know, to first of all, to allow the show to go on after something like that, like you, like you were saying, Joe, that some if it were a quote unquote lesser person, which is one of the other problems that I have, is is that he would have just been walked right out of there. I mean, look, I'm I'm pissed off because of the fact that our mayor has gone ahead and changed the laws here in New York, which says that if you're just a regular Joe and you don't get vaccinated, you lose your job. But if you're a sports figure or an entertainer, you can come right on in. And this is another example of the same kind of privilege to people who are famous. And I would also argue that that's probably why Chris is shying away, because at the end of the day, Chris is like, well, he wants this to go away because he doesn't want to be known as the guy who got slapped by Will Smith, number one, and he doesn't want to well, sue, that, I would argue. That, that ship has sailed, my friend. Him. And I have to tell you that yeah, he, he, I, Chris, Chris Rock has the opportunity to really make this into something that's going to benefit a lot of people, in, mm-hmm. in, in my view. Mm-hmm. Put that motherfucker in jail, sue his ass, and give the money to charity. Educate people not about all alopecia. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm with you. This is a guy that yeah. deserves to be in jail for what he did. I'm sorry. Oh, you know, at least overnight, you know, dealing with it, you know, criminal charges. He went out, he went up, and he attacked somebody on national television. Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Can you imagine? Case, can you imagine if Chris Rock actually fell down after being slapped so hard? Like that got, wasn't a light slap either. I gotta tell he you, he was though, slapped. That hard. guy. That guy took that like a fucking man, like a boss. Mm-hmm. That guy took he it really like did. a boss. That guy looked so going. much, so much stronger and so much in in in, in control, more in control than that. In my view, maniac. Just my opinion. Yeah. yeah. This guy should be. This guy should be ashamed, in a way that I mean. He should be apologizing to everybody. He apologized to the fucking academy. You you apologized to Chris Rock, his fucking children, to everyone suffering from he hair loss. Even, he didn't apologize to any. He left Chris Rock out of the apologies. 
You know, of course. I mean, it's ridiculous. I oh. personally, I personally, I, I wonder what ha- what would happen if the joke was about um, the movie Hancock. <laughs> Did. <laughs> And I'm I'm pretty sure. I mean, Amy Schumer and uh, and 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 Wanda Sipes. Is that it? Sipes or Skypes? Sipes. Sykes. Sykes. S y k e s. Okay. Sykes. I don't. I, I I know nothing about about uh, Hollywood. I really don't follow that shit. I kind of stay out of it. I'm almost like. Well, I don't want to get into it. It's going to be political. But I just sound like Biden. I just pulled the fucking Biden. But the the bottom line is there was a blatant there was a blatant alopecia joke. Yeah. They made fun of a man's hair loss during the Oscars. And that's Mm. fine. That's just fucking okay. I'm not bitter about it. That's just the way that it is. Where's the why is the double standard? Well, there's a little bitterness there, at least on my part. Like, I, I'm tired of that shit. It's like, like I know so many, we know so many guys that are devastated by their own hair loss. Yeah, it's, it's completely fine for three chicks up on, you know, arguably one of the most visible stages in the world, even though viewership is down 50, 56% over one year, and make jokes like that. And then one joke is made that's not even about that, just about a haircut, and man gets his 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 face smacked by a guy that's twice the size. And isn't Amy Schumer all 10, ten million people? Isn't Amy Schumer? And correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't she like all, all? Wasn't she all fucked up by like fat shaming? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. So she just stood there, listened to the joke. They made a little joke about uh, black Twitter. Like, what's that? And you know, she could have stood up. She hey mm-hmm. hey wait a second. What's with the ball shaming? That doesn't come to people's mind. Yeah. I don't expect that from people. But no. this is this is the reality in which we live, you know. And that's why I mentioned, you know, that the majority of women dealing with hair loss are dealing with the exact type of hair loss that we are dealing with: androgenetic alopecia. And mm-hmm. most of the women in that auditorium will suffer with androgenetic alopecia at one time or another in their life, especially postmenopausal. All of them are going to well, be balding. Quick. My question about about uh, about Jada Pinkett Smith is, was she actually diagnosed with areata? Like I can't tell. I, I, I can't tell. I'm we're, I'm assuming that she was. That's what she talks about online. I'm assuming that she went to see a physician. Yeah, there's no reason why we should. Well, deny, she she deny talks about. I mean, the fact that she's no. Hang on. Yeah, she's attracting on, she, attention. She to talks. It, she yeah, talks about she, she, she calls you know, she calls it alopecia, and she says that she's accepted yeah, her loss. alopecia, all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. in their minds, they don't just look at alopecia as hair loss. They think alopecia, as our friend uh, uh, Pierce Morgan said, is just you know it's it's a it's a serious condition, which it is. But they 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 don't mm-hmm. lump all alopecias together, which they should because they're all serious conditions. This is not to diminish what she's going through. That is devastating to deal with alopecia areata. Universalis or totalis. There's no doubt about it. Of course. But, but for women who my, are suffering my, with my, androgenetic alopecia, it's just as devastating. The, the reason I'm asking that is because um, I've, I've noticed over the years, and I, I did before the show uh, we, we went on, I, I double-checked. And over the, over the past 20 years, I've seen her mainly wearing really tight braids. And so my gut tells me that 
that it was a traction alopecia issue, which I've seen countless times from women that wear a lot of tight braids. That's actually and, very and interesting. It's, it, it's, it's not just two braids on the side or like a ponytail or something. Like she does full on yeah, like that's, hardcore that's tight braids all over her scalp. And it's possible that and she was that, really- Possible she was yeah, misdiagnosed that, that, if, if she was just looked at by a physician. It's possible they didn't go in and do a biopsy to check and see if she has any scarring alopecia or traction alopecia, yeah. which is extremely common in the African-American female community. Yep. Yeah, that was my gut. That was my, that was my feeling about this. But, you know, I, what I know, because I can't get any, any really clear images of her, her, um, of her situation and if I'm going to be honest about it, like every every shot that I've seen actually looks okay. It, it just looks like she's got a really short buzz cut. I don't see any patches. I don't see any uh, areas that – I remember seeing one area. It looks like this line going across the top of her head like it's a scar. Yeah. Like she got hit in the head at one time when she was a kid. Who knows, you know, who knows how that's affecting it? But I, I just – I don't know. I'm, I'm not seeing anything that indicates any sort of visible, obvious – uh, form of, of hair loss. Well, that's, inter- be, that's interesting you say that, and we can't make a diagnosis because we're not physicians, but of I have never so. seen any actually distinct round patches that she's shown visibly. I have seen her with a, a shaved head, and I have seen – she did speak about a kind of a break or a line uh, on the top of the head, which is interesting because it, usually alopecia areata doesn't present itself like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you may be right. Who knows? But whatever it is, She's dealing with fucking hair loss, which sucks. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, in my view, and I'm, incre- doing it. I'm incredibly sensitive to this. This is what I spend my life doing. I am like, you know, and I've always, like Joe mentioned, you know, it, it, it fucks me up that the hair loss is still the last bastion of political incorrectness. We could still, the world can still make fun of balding guys. So I'm very sensitive to this issue. I do not believe... That Chris Rock had any intention to make fun of her condition at all. I, I agree with that. Like, I, I, I have a hard time believing that he even thought or even knew. Like, like uh, suppose, you know, she came out a couple of years ago to talking about this. I, I don't remember ever hearing about it. Like, if, if, I, were, if I were to be asked about the, 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 the five celebrity women that have talked about their, their hair loss openly, Jada Pinkett Smith wouldn't be one of them because I don't think I was even aware of it. Right. And partially because she's just not that big of a star. Like, she's, well, she's not high up on, on the A-list, so. She's pretty she, big. If you could she's even call her on the A-list. And the, the revelation. Yeah. Well, she has, she has a big show. She has a big show on YouTube, on, 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 on Facebook. I think it's called The Red Table. And, you know, there's a lot of shit. There. Yep. And, and, and if you're into pop culture, which I'm really not, like I told you, I mean, but there is shit all over the place about her and, and Will Smith and all the happy horse shit that I don't, I don't care about. Honestly, this is what I care about. This guy, in my view, this isn't about protecting your wife. You could protect your no. wife. You could stand up for your wife. He could have stood up and said, look, man, this is a serious. He could have said whatever. He, he could have done whatever he needed to do to get that point across. He could have waited till after the show. He you know, d- did what he had to do physically if he, if he felt he needed, if he needed to do that. But to go on stage and and sucker slap, basically sucker punch a guy on national television, mm-hmm. that guy is fucking unhinged, man, in my view. Yeah. He should not be walking really around. Came- he should not be walking around today. 
I really came to that conclusion when he was doing his acceptance speech. He seemed unhinged even then. Just with the, how he was being called upon by God to do something. And he wasn't really saying what. Right after he just smacked the shit out of Chris Rock. Uh, there was something just, something was off about that whole, that whole presentation. And I'm sure he, you know, nerves and everything were still excited. But that was 45 minutes after the fact. He should have had plenty of time to calm down. All of his A-list fr- friends were coming over and patting him on the back and saying, it's okay, you know, relax, whatever. And he was still like, uh, who knows? Maybe he was on something. I don't know. It just didn't seem. I didn't even watch that shit. Well, I wasn't watching the Oscar. I was just looking at the after. It was like, you know, the, the, the video clips that were coming up after the fact. Um, I don't know. The, the whole thing, the whole thing, I think, is rooted in something much deeper than a simple joke about his, his wife's uh, haircut. Probably, probably. But when you read when yeah. you read the pieces on you know the Wall Street Journal, CNN, whatever it is, you, you really it really magnifies a the ignorance over you know what alopecia areata is, and also just kind of like today's bizarre mindset, like like this is okay or say you know I see people on Twitter writing that you know what Chris Rock done did done. Jesus was uh, is violence against women or violence against black women or violence against women or whatever, you know. And I'm thinking it's, it's such horseshit. I just got to build my fucking walls, man. I just got to build my walls. I got to escape this fucking planet <laughs> and get get the fuck out of here because we are li- literally living in the twilight zone. Call up Elon. Yeah. Buy a seat to Mars. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And I got to tell you, Chris Rock, if there's some, some way that you get, you get to see this clip, this is your fucking opportunity, man. You need to press charges against this guy. There's no fucking excuse for that. And if you really want to help people with hair loss, or if Will Smith really wants to help people with hair loss, you know what? Put $20 million together. Donate it to the Alopecia Areata Foundation or the American Hair Loss Association. And let's get some real education out there. Because the press can't fucking do it. I am so glad I didn't respond to that call. It would have been one line from Spencer Coburn in some fucked up article. Sorry, Morty, go ahead. Um, Sorry, yeah, go go ahead, Morty. Go ahead. No, I mean, as as you guys are talking, I'm thinking about, um, you know, the plight of women um, of, of, uh, of African um, women of African descent and the way that the beauty industry is is providing these products which are damaging to their scalp whether you're talking about hair extensions you're talking about relaxers other types of chemical treatments and we don't know what what Jada Pinkett's source of alopecia is but we do know that there are an awful lot of um, uh, women of African descent that have suffered hair loss because of a lot of these products that are being marketed. And I started thinking about, you know, smoking, for example. Like, you can't buy a pack of cigarettes without a label on it that says, hey, if you smoke this, you're going to get cancer. Yeah, I wanted Um, to buy one the other day when I was drinking, and I chose not to. But go ahead. (laughs) Well, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, is, is that we, you know, as a society, we've been able to create laws that protect people from potentially damaging damaging decisions, whether right. you know, and and it seems to me like, and again, I may be speaking out of turn here because I don't know, I don't know what Jada Pinkett's uh, journey was that brought her to where she is, but I know a lot of black women that have had 
you know, that have, you know, destroyed their hair. I, with, I know with almost every black woman and, you know, that I know, yeah. and believe me, I know some black women. I've had some had some experiences in my life, you know, college and and you know uh, where mm-hmm. where I'm just I'm I'm we're living in the same dormitory, and I'm watching what these girls are doing to their hair, and I'm yep. just like, what the fuck? And then when I started doing this. Joe, Joe laughed when I said experiences. What were you thinking, Joe? You weren't thinking about college? You weren't thinking about living in a dorm? No, no I'm thinking you're describing it as if it was a school project or something. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what? <laughs> and, and then I have women who contact, and it's always based on, sadly, you know, it's funny because what's ironic about this is that Chris Rock did a documentary on black hair. I don't know if you guys saw that. Well, that's right. Yeah, with barbershops and, and yeah. the culture that revolves the, around it. The yeah. whole black hair culture. And, you know, it is essentially, mm-hmm. you know, uh, black women for decades were seen as less than if they didn't either wear hair or somehow mm-hmm. straighten their hair or, you know, yeah. add something to their hair. And we're talking about, I mean, let me tell you something. When, when COVID hit, there's a lot of unhappy black women walking around. They could not get their hair. And I know that. Based on what's happening here where I live, and that's just the reality. You know, this is a a situation where people, and you're right. I think that's very smart of you. No one's warned about what hair weaving does to your hair. No one's warned about what hair extensions do. I see these chicks. I see these these young blonde chicks, and I, I watch them. You know, walk out of the elevator, whatever it is. They have like patches on the back of their head from from extensions. Mm-hmm. I mean, that there's a subject right there. I mean. You know, I, I look at this and I say to myself, you know, I, I had I had my hair transplant then, and I had to sign a whole bunch of papers, waivers, you know, t- because of the potential downsides of what I was getting done. But I know that a lot of these women, they don't sign any kind of waivers when they go in here. And I, I remember, like I said, I've been around these chemicals and the smells, and it's just like, why in the hell are you going to put any of that on your skin? You know, and they line up. That's one part. The other thing is the economic damage. Think about the, the think about how much money has to be spent out of a woman's budget to do her hair and to you know to introduce these potentially damaging chemicals and processes. And how much how much of their disposable income is going toward this? Well, I mean that that's a good point. But really, the most damaging part yeah. is just the like like Joe was saying the traction. The glues, the, you know, just wearing mm-hmm. the, the weight of the hair and the fact, you know, I knew a girl uh, that used to get her hair tightly braided all the time. And she did begin to uh, suffer with traction alopecia. And for years, she really suffered emotionally because of it. And the braids looked great when she was 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Totally fucked her up when she was in her 40s. Believe it. So, and no one warns anybody, you know. And it's just, it's, it's just, it's a cultural thing. And I think that's a really good point, Morty. But you know, we don't know. She may actually have alopecia areata. But that, that's that. None of that is even the point. The point is, this guy went up and committed a fucking crime on international television. Oh yeah, assault. Yes, <laughs> full full on assault. But the other issue is, is will this? There, there are two questions I have about the the, the, the larger picture here. Number one, will this um, help to reduce maybe some some of the bald shaming or hair loss shaming? I think if it does, it'll start with uh, with black women. You you can't yeah. bald shame black women, and it might move over to everyone else. But the other thing that I'm I'm actually concerned about 
is so you could ball chain you could ball chain black men on on the Oscars. You can ball chain anyone on the Oscars yeah. except for black women. That that's why I'm wondering if that if that's going to you know start off like that and maybe move over to everyone else. But the other issue I, I'm I'm more genuinely concerned about is comedy moving forward. I'm a huge fan of comedy. And that's really weird because you don't even I, have yeah. a sense of humor. That's good. Um, Lack of sense of humor is shaming. So (laughs) many ways I could go in that one. But what this is going to do for comedy in general, if when it comes to roasting kind of comedy or cringe comedy, which I think is the best comedy because I I think it levels a playing field for everyone. But when when people like Will Smith can get up and literally uh, commit full on assault against someone. And there not be any repercussions, but then the average guy doing the same thing at some comedy club, and he'd be taken away in cuffs after being beaten to death, you know, or half halfway to death by the cops. I think mm-hmm. I, I think that that's an issue moving forward for comedy, where well, roasting I mean, look, or or, com- or cringe comedy just can't be done anymore. Could, could if you imagine involves, if Lonnie Anderson walked you know, up there and wanted, wanted Dean Martin's celebrity roast and kicked Don Rickles in the balls after making fun of uh, yeah. Burt Reynolds' hairpiece? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are some of the best roasts of all time, by the way. But Poor John yeah, Wayne I mean, had to sit there and take shit about his rug and for, on national television. Yeah. Look at Howard Cosell and, uh, and, and, and Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, yeah. The reason we don't hear it so much is because things have gotten a little more difficult to detect. But like you said, even in the Oscars, there was there was ball shaming. Absolutely. Right yeah. yeah, it's it's too much uh, of a double standard as far as I'm concerned. It, it sickens me. Yeah, it but, really does. Yeah, to, 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 my, to your point, though, Joe, I mean, we're on a slippery slope when it comes to when it comes to comedy of all sorts. I mean, you see, you see how how Joe, how much stuff Joe Rogan's had to, um, you know, had to avoid. And, you know, I mean, this, it, I, you know, comedy nowadays is. I watch Saturday Night Live, and maybe I'm just old, but to me, it's almost unrecognizable. No, let me let me I, tell you, you're right about that. But I do think yeah. that this could be an opportunity where the pendulum starts to swing back because this was total fucking bullshit. Will Smith was mm-hmm. the biggest bitch in that room. Yep. Period. He was a he's a freaking comedian himself. I mean, that's how he started out as a freaking stand-up. Biggest comedian. bitch, biggest bitch in that room. Even Howard Stern. I just got this texted to me. He said, "Yep." Uh, he got up and compared Jada Pink, Pinkett Smith to one of the most beautiful women in the world. Demi Moore. Stern said, "You don't hit people yep. over speech. Certainly not at the Academy Awards." And Will Smith got to contain uh, got to contain himself. I guess that means has yeah. to contain oh, yeah. himself. Stern also argued that it was unacceptable that no one did anything con- to contain the situation and just allowed Smith to continue sitting in the audience. The fucking Academy should be sued, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, yeah. my wife actually said that. Actually. Yeah, I mean, this yeah, is... This, my, my wife actually said that. The, the Academy should be sued because they didn't provide pr- protection uh, before and, of course, yeah. not, not uh, during and after. And there are no repercussions. Yeah. And if Chris and, Rock, if Chris Rock does it right and says, you yeah. know what, he's doing this because you know uh, it, it, it is time that this nonsense fucking stops, and then says any any monies earned through civil civil litigation is going to be given to charity. Yeah. And fucking Will Smith should be 
put it in front. Fuck, fucking the, the media firing squad, man. That's it. I agree. It's time. This is fucking nonsense, man. And it really illustrates, you know, in my view, and I think Howard Stern may be right. I'm no doctor. What the fuck do I know? I just do a fucking ball, uh, hair loss podcast. I wrote a couple of books. I did some stuff in my life. But this really, in my view, illustrates a significant level of, of mental illness. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. That's not I normal, you know. That's not about protecting your I, wife. I could protect my woman. I just want to know what level of, of the higher plane uh, this would place him in, um, uh, in his religion of Scientology. That's all I want to know. Because if L. Ron Hubbard were alive, I'd like to know what he would think about this. Because this... Like, I'm, Holy I'm being shit. serious. That's right. I forgot they're fucking Scientologists, too. I'm being serious about this. Dude, we got to turn Will the, Smith got, is, he's super we, high up on, on the, on now the, we got to stop the, doing the, the show. Pecking order. We got to stop that's doing the show. Probably, the whole Illuminati thing's going to happen. Yeah. I, I don't want to be involved in that shit. Right yeah. below well, I hate, Tom I hate Cruise. To say it, it's probably a good reason why he hasn't gotten any treatment because if he is a Scientologist, you know that they, that they consider um, psychology or psychiatry to be evil. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if that's the reason why he hasn't gotten any help. Well, they also consider violence to be evil. So he's sure. definitely yeah, he's definitely falling him, uh, falling falling off the um, falling off the, um, the the program there. Yeah. You know I don't want to. I'm going to get off. The- <laughs> all right, Morty. Listen, we're going to take some more calls, but thank <laughs> thank thank you so much. Yeah. Man. <laughs> all right, thanks for calling, Morty. Bye. I just got a text that if, uh, if if Jason Moma would have made that joke, Will Smith would have just been clapping. He wouldn't have even gone up there. But because it was fucking, yeah. you know, thin Chris Rock. But he did laugh. That's the thing. And it wasn't a fake laugh. Like, like he, he moved yeah. back. It was a chuckle. Yeah. It was a deep laugh. And then he looked over his wife, and that's when, <laughs> that's when shit got real. That's when shit got real. Let's take a call. Hey, you're on the air. Who's this and where are you calling from? Hello? Is this Will Smith? Hello. Hey, man. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Mike from New York. What's going on? Hey, Mike. What's happening, man? Hey, Mike. Not much. No. Um, yeah, I just wanted to weigh in on this whole thing. It's uh, it's pretty crazy um, what's going on. And I, I saw Spencer's post actually on Instagram where I don't know if that was was this that this year's awards or another year where those three comedians, the females, were making fun of uh, Le- LeBron James hairline. I mean, it says 2022, yeah. so I think it's this year's. I didn't watch the the awards. I was kind of confused. Like they, they're the hosts, and where, how, when did Chris Rock come in? And was he he was he one of the hosts? I don't watch these things, but I saw it, and I was like, wait a second. And I said it was yeah, 2022. So it's, okay. it's okay for nobody got slapped when women make a joke about that stuff. Oh no, <laughs> man. Dude, yeah. men's hair loss and uh, uh, penis jokes, that's all good. That's good. Make fun of a woman's fat ass. Forget about it. You're, well, in fucking, the- you, you're fucking canceled, <laughs> yo. Yeah. Yeah. It's the double standard, right? So it's like. Um, that's toxic masculinity. Or- yeah. You make fun of exactly. Amy, Amy Schumer's triple exactly. chin, which she just got taken care of. You're fucked. Exactly. And, you know, this really does go to that toxic masculinity thing. Where where this whole narrative has been pushed that that men have it so easy, but meanwhile you have these double standards where you can make fun of men in a certain way you can't, but women you certainly can't do that, you know. And yeah. uh, not to extrapolate so much, but the suicide rate of men is double. Uh, you know, men suffer more usually in a divorce. The, the state favors the the woman in a divorce. 
So it's like, it's so funny that we have these double standards in society, but nobody's talking about that, you know? Well, good luck, my man. <laughs> you know? Because we could talk about that, and then we're going to look like we're fucking crying. Stop crying, babies. Yeah, you well, that's, that, that's it, right? As a man, you're just told you have to deal with everything. and uh, Man up, dude. Yeah. What do you, got? Yeah, dude, exactly. what do you think man it was for no me woman. to come out at the age of what, 29 years old and admit that I gave a shit about losing my hair? It was fucking yeah, hard, about me when I was, man. Or how about me when I was 22 year, years old walking around and I didn't have to say anything. It was obvious I, I, gave, I, I cared about my hair loss. Because it was sticking out in everyone's right. face. That's true. That's that's <clears throat> fucked up. But I mean, I, I wrote a fucking book about it. I'm on the radio, and I mean, the the the, the media was brutal. Br- they, didn't matter. They covered the book and they covered the subject matter, and they thought it was interesting. But there was always some sort of a fucking you know snarky comment made by the the reporter. No, you I know? get it. You know, even if I if I talk about my house, it's the same thing. People are like, "Why do you care?" You know, you get the just shave it, bro. Yeah, just, just shave, shave it, bro. It. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Men don't care about their fucking appearance. I mean, I, it's, it's I, crazy. And I never forget. I'm at I'm at this bar. We're talking to this girl. This was years ago. Like, was in my twenties, and I remember it was my my friend Ben. And we're talking about. He was talking about hair loss, and she was saying, "I don't understand why people, you know, uh, you know, care so much. Why do guys care so much about hair?" He's like, "Would you date a bald guy?" She goes, "Oh no." Exactly. <laughs> She's like, "Oh yeah. no." Because I wouldn't, but you know, people do. Wow. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> but but my friends might. Yeah. And I told the bartender, yeah, well, you know what? She's paying for that drink, by the way. I know. And it's true. Again, there's a, there's the other double standard, too. Like, right? Women have this list for men they want to date, right? It must six-pack abs, six-foot-tall, six-figure income, uh, you know, six inches in the pants. And then, then men's list is like, you know, don't be annoying, have sex with me, and have some culinary skills. <laughs> like, uh, that's yeah. that list, you know? Yeah. And you know what? And we walk around like I talk about painting my bald spot when I say that. And I was actually out the other night and I mentioned, it, and it was still like you know, well, you know, she's this chick still thought I was cute. You know, she's like, but you know, you don't have to do that. And I'm looking at her, and she didn't have too much makeup on. She wasn't one of these chicks with a full disguise. But I'm still like, I really, I really wanted to say something to her, but she was nice about it. But these women yeah. walk out with full on <laughs> fucking disguises, man. They do not. Look the way that they look in public. Tra- tra- translation: oh. I really wanted to say something, but I really wanted to take her to bed. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. No, for all all the ladies who are listening, that that. Anyway, so you know, it was that's, not that's great. Funny that you say that. Say that it's funny again. That you say that because women women will make fun of a guy who wears a piece or, or a hair system, but meanwhile, these women have fake boobs, uh, lip injections, extensions. Their face goes down the drain every night. Like all Dude, stuff filters on a every woman, photo. a woman wearing her own hair will make fun of a guy wearing a wig. Exactly. A woman exactly. wearing extensions exactly. will make fun of a guy wearing a wig. What is, uh, what is, what is this? This turns like the He-Man's Woman Haters Club. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I, listen, I, I think the, I think the tides are turning a little bit. First of all, I think if you're wearing hair well as a man and, you know, they're like, What? Then they're going to be cool with it. The problem yeah. is, but they're if, it looks, tell, if it looks they're like gonna, a dead squirrel, that's a different yeah, story. The problem is, they may tell their friends, and then all of a sudden, everyone's looking at your fucking hair. That's where the problem right. lies. Yeah, you know. Right. But I always said that too, though. Once you get a woman to fall in love with you, so you let's say you're wearing a system, and uh, you know you start dating a girl, and you don't really tell her. Once she falls, she's not going to care at that point. No, no, she's already. No, she's not going to care, but she may share it with her best friend, and all of a sudden. 
everybody behind your back is talking about your fucking rug. Thanks, yeah. Spencer. That's something 100%. I never considered. Now, if I have to get a piece, I'm going to be thinking about that the whole time. Well, good luck. No. <laughs> Look, but here's the thing you have to do in life. We're all going to be fucking dead. We could be dead True. tomorrow. We got to get it out of our minds and not give a shit what these people think about us. Because in the end, when, you know, you guys are sitting in front of, you know, in the fucking divorce court and, and they're getting half your shit, doesn't matter anyway. So yeah, just, no, that's true. It, or vice versa. I mean, if the woman's making more money. But the, and, you the, know, let's talk about the, the real problem here. Forget about Will Smith slapping uh, the guy. You know, what about the fact that Will Smith has not left this toxic woman? This woman has ruined his life, has now caused him to go up on stage and make a fool out of himself, you know, if this wasn't staged. Yeah, um, I don't and, think it was and staged. Now, no. And now, I mean, he never leaves her. It's, it's uh, incredible. She slept with other men. She made a fool of him at that red, her little red table show on national TV. Yeah. I, I watched that. That was, that. that was so uncomfortable watching that. That, that was brutal. So cringeworthy. That was fucking it brutal. Was. He, I mean, he's he's trying to act like he's all cool with it, but he was shaking. He yeah, was he shaking. Was cool that was a guy that was not cool. Yeah, exactly. He's not cool with it at all. Listen, I don't. Wow. I, I I can't. I can't even. I, I can't venture into that stuff. I mean, I, I get it, and you're right about that. But here's the reality: if anyone thought that what he did was gangster, I got to tell you, man, that was the biggest. I'm going to say it again: the biggest bitch move I think I have ever seen. And I agree. Chris Rock handled that yeah. shit like a fucking real gangster. Yeah, yeah he was right. the boss. He, on, he went he on, was on the phase. boss. He was the fucking boss, and man. It's it's just it's. And he was phased. He was shocked. He was blown the fuck. Like he was like, no, but I, I mean, just I just had my I just got get angry. He didn't let, the shit slapped. Let the I got I just got the shit slapped down by Will Smith. But I, I got to be and honest. I, I'm not like saying crazy. I'm a. I'm not. I don't know how big Will Smith is, but I'm not a small person either. And I don't know if I would have the self control that Chris Rock had. It, I don't care if I was on national television. Just my reaction would have been like, I don't know. Maybe as he started to walk away, I would have jumped on his fucking back. I don't know what I would have done, or I may have just. Which, I probably would have just followed it away and gotten back later somehow. You know what's funny is it's just it's amazing to me that this guy plays all these alpha male roles in Hollywood. I mean, it just goes to show you these actors' real nature. And then in life, he's the biggest beta cuck simp on the planet. I mean, the man is more money than God. He's a, he's an A-list celebrity. She's a C-list celebrity at best. He could literally have an army of women to replace her with at a moment's notice. He could post up, you know, hey, I'm going to be on the corner of this street and this street. I'm leaving my wife. Yet he st- continues to stay with this woman. Why? It's, it's who, who knows, man? There, there's so many dynamics that we have no clue that, that may exist, multiple dynamics that may exist there. Uh, you know, relationships are a, a really tricky thing. And I, I think that a lot of times you, you, can't, you can't look at something from the surface and just judge it too quickly. It's easy. I do it all the time. Like, everyone does it. But, but I, I got to say, like, you know, just, just what I saw today, I was doing some research before this, this broadcast – Wow. I had no idea that there was so much going on just over the past few years between these two where it makes more sense to me why he did that. I'm you know, not condoning. I think it was a bitch move, like Spencer said. But it's almost as if he snapped. Like something, something happened because he laughed. And he didn't like 
ha ha. You laugh. think he would have done that? He, be- he bellowed laughed. You think he would have done laugh. that if Joe Rogan was hosting and he made that joke? Of course not. Right. Of course not. And if he tried, of course, we know what the outcome would be. But this guy bellow laughed. He belly laughed. And then he looked over at his wife, and that's when, when things changed. So he actually thought it was funny. Right. And then, he, and, then, and then he's defending her honor somehow. So I think you know what? You know, when you think about it, it's like, yeah. I, I agree with you on that. I, I agree with you. I get what you're saying. But let this be a lesson, especially to your younger, you know, you have a mostly male audience. That who, what women you let into your life can make or break your life as a man, especially as a successful man. I've literally watched men who are on their A game let toxic women in. Absolutely. They didn't choose and vet. They didn't vet who they were marrying. They didn't vet who they were, uh, you know, uh, uh, putting a kid inside of. And next thing you know, their entire life was destroyed. I had a buddy who built a business uh, with a woman, and she literally. Uh, was jealous, overbearing, combative, and one day she went online and messaged all his clients, accusing them of, uh, you know, we have like a fitness business, sleeping with with the clients, and Sick. literally destroyed his entire business that it took him ten years to build overnight. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, a yeah. comment here where I, I tell people this all the time, and I feel like I am one of the luckiest guys in the world. I I was involved, and I got involved with someone who essentially was a co-author of my life. We built something together. And to this day, it is the only person that I can truly trust. doesn't matter what went down ever in our lives that I can truly trust. And it was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made to, to get involved with this person. So you're absolutely right, man, because I have known friends of mine whose lives have been fucking destroyed yep. by, the choosing, you know, by choosing the wrong woman. To- yep. You have to be the leader of your relationship. You cannot let the, the, the you know, the, there's a, a male and a female dynamic, a yin and a yang. And I always tell people, if you let a woman lead your relationship, she'll lead you right to the end of it. You need to stay in your frame and lead your relationship as the man. You know, it's very important. And guys, I think, lose sight of that because they want to please their, their wife, their girlfriend, whatever it is. And that's fine. But there's a when, when they start walking all over you and they test that boundary and they keep testing it and they see that they can get away with this and get away with that and you won't put your foot down they actually start to lose respect for you. And I think the most important well, thing course. in a man, and a, a man needs to be respected by his woman. A woman needs to be loved by her man. You know what I mean? Well, I think, I think listen, I, I think they're to varying degrees. I mean, believe it, like I said, I found a woman who completely different in that respect. You know, you, trust this girl, you know, ride or die, bitch. Trust this girl with your life. It doesn't yeah, matter yeah. if you're fighting. It doesn't matter what issues you know you guys are are dealing with. I mean, this bitch is solid. And yep. I say I use bitch in, in the most loving manner, <laughs> the most loving terms. <laughs> but and, and that is rare. Yeah, that is fucking rare. Especially nowadays. Yeah, I got the same thing. I got the same thing. I got to chime in. I got the same thing. You know, she supports me in what I'm doing here. She even jumps in my videos apparently now to support yeah. what I'm doing. But yeah, it, it is. It, you're you're right. There needs to be a balance, but th- there needs to be a or a yin and yang, as you said. Um, but the way that the way that uh, we're getting to fucking relationship advice. But the way that um, the ideal relationship moves forward is for each to have their own role that complements each other. And yep. and like Spencer said, like you, you find that you find that person that's ride or die bitch, 
and your goal, no matter no matter what issues you run into together, arguments, disagreements, whatever. It doesn't even if matter you know if you that separate they got your back or you, in the if end. you get divorced. You know, they, they could still then be your best friend. Best. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's that's, but that's hard to find, man. Because I know that guys who have been separate and their lives are fucking destroyed. They can't see their kids. Forget about money. Yeah. I mean, to me, if someone the, state, the, the, way, that, very, the, the way that I feel about it, if you build something together and you and you're married together, whatever. It, you built it with me, you get half. That's the way life should be. You know, I got no problem with that. But, you know, to, to try to destroy somebody's reputation or just or take a guy down, I mean, you see that shit a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's bad. And, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's risky for men now. It's risky. Getting married now, there's a lot of downside for men and very little upside these days um, because, you know, you don't get uh, the Do you listen to Tom Likas? I did, well, it's funny you mentioned Tom Likas. So Tom Likas, I'm not. I, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into this because it's a hair loss show. Sure, this is not. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, dating show. Or, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Tom Likas actually, yes, I, I'm familiar with Tom Likas, and that I don't know if you're familiar. There's a, there's kind of a community that sprung up recently with this whole red pill community where they are trying to teach men how not to get wrecked in relationships and in marriage and you know, how to navigate the modern the marketplace with dating with women because it's changed so much even in the last you know, 10 years. Um, and, and a lot of them learned that all started kind of with Tom Likas, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've, listen, I've been in California for over 20 years. I used, I used to be on the same station as, as Tom Likas, and I used to actually have the opportunity to sit in on a show and just hang, oh, out, nice. hang out in the control room. And, you know, Dino J. D'Amelio was my, my uh, producer, and he was John, he's Tom's uh, associate producer. You probably know Dean. If you listen to Lycus or, yep. or heard of him. Yep, I've heard. Yep, I sure sure do. Yeah. Whatever happened to Lycus? Do you know? Is he retired or he, whatever? You can still see him on the air. You just got to pay for his shit. Go, go to blowmeuptom.com. Oh, okay. Yeah. Check him out. But, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I just wanted to weigh in on that. And then there's also, you know, there were a lot of people saying he was staged because the way Chris Rock kind of, he, he put his face out and put his hands behind his back like he was uh, anticipating this stage slap and, and how Will Smith was conveniently sat right in front of the audience and I mean, right in front of the stage. And there were all these other things that, um, now, you, you, know, the you, you could actually, you could actually hear it on the boom. I mean, you you heard that hit. That was yeah. for real. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It could, it could, you know, it uh, definitely seems that way, but I mean, uh, I think, I think that, another. you know, that's kind of a, a Chris rocks demeanor and his, you know, just, just the way that he stands like, he saw that there was going to be some sort of a confrontation, but he thought it was probably going to be a verbal confrontation. Right. You know, I don't think he, in a, in a million years, he ever imagined that he would have been fucking sucker slapped. I was going to say bitch slapped. He wasn't bitch slapped because Will Smith you know, was the, the, Will was Smith was the is, bitch you know, in, in this scenario. Oh, I agree. Uh, Will Smith knew he was going to win for best actor because they let these, um, these guys know ahead of time so that they could have that speech prepared. Um, so it's the other question is, would he really go and do that when he knows he's about to win a, an award? You know, so that was well, the other they, thing. They, they, know, they know that they're nominated. They don't know that they're going to win. It's all speculation. As far as I, as far as I know. The, yeah. I mean, all the shit online is all fucking speculation, man. All I know is what, well, all I, know is what I saw. I, I saw what, what's interesting. I saw a total bitch move and I saw Chris Rock take that shit like a man, handle it like a fucking professional. What I what I heard was that during the previous day's rehearsals, Chris Rock was actually on stage rehearsing his act, and Will Smith was in was in the um, 
we don't want to call it audience because it was rehearsing, but he was in attendance and didn't react in any way to to the joke. And so that brings that, me, bring up another joke? question. It's like, why why respond to it like this now? It's because it's because his wife was upset by it. He had no problem with the joke until she did. Wow. Yeah, see, that's very if that's bizarre. true. If that's true. All right, man. Well, listen. Uh, I I appreciate the call, and uh, yeah, yeah like us is still around. If you want, if you want to listen to it, I think you have to pay for it, though. No, I'll definitely check it out. And uh, Joe, just really quick, I sent you that email you asked for on Friday when from when I called in. So when you get a chance, I sent okay. it over to you. All right, man. All right, guys, well, have a good one. Thanks, Thanks for the call, dude. Take it easy. All right. Bye. Thanks for calling. Phone number is triple eight six five nine three seven two seven. We're talking about this just ridiculous situation that happened at the Oscars, and I hate the fact that I'm even talking about this. I understand that it's important; people want to talk about it. That's why Joe contacted me last minute to do a show. I even hate talking about it, but I gotta say it's it's pretty fucked up. I mean, we're on the cusp <laughs> of possible nuclear up. war, and this is what's in the news. So we well, bring down the house now, talking about this this <laughs> this war situation. Yeah, we're talking that, about fun stuff. That's for we're real. About guys bitching out, you know, not not really standing up for what they believe, but what they are are supposed to believe, which is what this is really about. Come on, don't bring that. Let house me tell you, any, anybody who's who's a kid that's watching this, or li- or, or or that saw that, that's not what a man does. That was a total no. fucked up situation. That is that is an unhinged bitch move. If he actually did ins- like directly insult his wife, yeah, absolutely, I can see, I can see absolutely, that, but, but not on stage, but not on stage like that. No, no, you follow that Do shit it away. Afterwards. You follow that shit away. You file it away, and, you, and then you follow him out the back door. <laughs> yeah, and then you have your words. Then you take your action. Absolutely. Let's take a call. Hey, you're on the air. Who's this and where are you calling from? Hey, this is Andrew from Atlanta. Andrew. I'm just waiting for Will to call. Hello, How, how's it going, man? Yeah, yeah. I just I called a couple of weeks ago talking about my topical versus non-topical finasteride predicament. But uh, I saw y'all post about this whole Will Smith situation, so I figured I'd listen to you guys. So what's up? <laughs> what do you think, man? Well, uh, listen, I don't really know if I have a strong opinion either way, but I do appreciate you posting the uh, the clip of uh, Wanda Sykes and those other two vaguely purpose people uh, and they're cracking that joke about uh, LeBron. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That kind of sheds some light. I don't know. made me kind of look at this whole thing in a, in a different light. And, uh, again, I love how it's totally cool that they said that. No one bats a fucking eye, but Chris Rock gets up there and says one sort of cushioned joke, and it's a huge deal. Absolutely, man. That's that's the whole yeah. fucking point. And like Joe just said, he didn't make fun of his wife. He didn't insult his wife. He compared her to a well, badass-looking bitch. I mean, she's walking around. She looks like she has a buzz cut. It doesn't look like she has alopecia areata. And I'm not saying that she doesn't, but maybe it's makeup or whatever. However she's dealing with it, she looks good. Yeah. and she. I completely agree. Yeah. She has well, she has the I facial mean, structure for it. it. She has personal. the skull shape for it, and of course, she has a skin tone for it, right. like A plus across the board. One hundred percent. And he didn't make it like he didn't make it personal, like the LeBron joke. It was just like, oh, I can't wait to see a GI Jane too. Like right. he, nothing about having a yeah. condition. Nothing about like you don't have control over this. If anything, it's like you do have control over this. Like 
right. cool look moving on. Absolutely. But, they, but it was, it's fucked up what they said about LeBron. Yeah, it was fucked up what they said about LeBron, but it's totally acceptable. Because he's a man. Because he's a man. And also, I listen, you know, it's funny. You know, you're talking about completely woke Hollywood. And that is the last bastion. The last fucking bastion of political incorrectness. Where the woke will not jump down these people's throats. It's insane. Yeah, I don't know. Well, well, woke and hypocrisy go hand in hand. And this is a perfect example of that. Woke is broke, yo. Woke is broke, yo. <laughs> well, anyways, I don't have a ton to contribute, but I just want to say thanks for posting that clip because I didn't even see those others. Because, listen, to your point, I'm focused on nuclear war right now, and I'm also focused on, you know, which doctors in the U.S. are willing to describe me to test right. So I got bigger fish to fry. But I saw that post uh, about those three other women talking about uh, uh, LeBron. I was just like, wow, and no one's talking about this shit. Yeah. It's it's typical, man. But my yeah. my question though is, what in what order are you focusing on hair transplant doctors first and nuclear war after, or nuclear war first and then hair transplant doctors? Oh, it's totally uh, doctors first because I, I just want to look good before we're exactly. we're in nuclear winter. Exactly, I want my hair being exactly. able to blow in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta last the winter, yeah, <laughs> before it before it Priorities. fizzles out into dust. <laughs> yeah, don't, and don't think that I haven't I haven't stockpiled my finasteride, man. My pro my proscar. Oh, that's a good point. I need to go ahead and make place a couple of orders, dude. Make sure you have at least a year's worth. Yeah, mine's and... sitting in a lead box. <laughs> See, here's my problem, though. Do you tend to find now that American doctors, by and large, uh, are are doing the the topical thing exclusively? I hear that doesn't last as long, but I've been to a few different restoration, you know, like specialists now. And everyone's moved away from the pill. And that's part of the reason I called today. I didn't know how long we were going to go about that. Well, partially because they're, they're probably yeah. trying to sell, sell their own topical. So, so it's an opportunity for them to make a few extra bucks. Right. And, and that for sure. And, and there's also a, a, a school of thought. There's a, a smaller group of hair restoration surgeons who are like, eh, I don't want to deal with anybody potentially having the side effects. You know? That's the number one thing they're bringing up now when I go into these consultations. And, and I didn't know what the economics or, like, behind-the-scenes sort of thing was between these doctors and the pharmacies. But it seems as if, if there's this, like, tacit or, or implied thing where they have this kind of deal with the pharmacy. Like, this is my preferred solution. And, and I just don't know what kind of, like, I, th- I, th- I think it's bullshit. Are. I think it's bullshit in my opinion. And I think that, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, the – the, the the strongest long-term results that we know have been proven for the last over two decades is oral finasteride. That's I, it. I agree. Now, I don't know if we can really say too much of this publicly, but what's really discouraging to me is I've been going to guys who are really reputable, who are considered authorities in the field that are just so on the warpath for the topical. Not saying I, I don't know enough about topical to say whether it works or doesn't, but I find it very peculiar that are they that sell, are, are they the are they selling their own topical or something that has M in it? Like uh, I don't know or exactly F, or what F, you like mean. F F with a number or F M with a number. I don't think so. I mean, literally, I just look on the labels that they've prescribed me, and it just says, you know, the percentage of an asteroid, the percentage of minoxidil, and then whatever other agents are in it. And, and, you're, um, and you're buying it from the source, from, from the physician, or, or are they sending you to the compounding pharmacy or something? They, they send it to the compounding pharmacy. Okay, and but but where do you get it? It's being mailed to you. 
Yeah, yeah. The, like, like for example, I live in Atlanta, so like I'll get my prescriptions mailed like from Atlanta City Pharmacy. Yeah, you know, with my name on it, and and it uh, just has the ingredients inside. Okay, so so you're saying John Cole is prescribing this to you? Uh, that's one doctor I visited. And I actually really like him a lot, but I, I went and got a second opinion recently, and it was the same sort of spiel. It was like, you know, uh, it, it, listen, I've moved away from pill. Like guys are freaked out about it, and I, I do this this solution now, and that's pretty much across the board what he prescribes in his practice. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a bad move. I think that in the end, and I, I understand it. But I think it's a bad move. I think that, and again, I'm not a physician, but uh, it's interesting. Like you said, guys are freaked out. You know, just a few years ago, all these doctors were saying, and there was a, a poll that was uh, taken through the ISHRS, and there was uh, some other polls conducted, and you know, very few came back with their pay. You know, like they there was maybe one you know patient in each practice, and some patients had. Um, some practices had zero patients who suffered any long-term adverse side effects. And they, these mm-hmm. guys have prescribed this medication to thousands of people over the years. Now, all of a sudden, because there's an alternative, they're like, oh, yeah, you know what? That, that's, that's the truth. That, you know, we're, we're concerned about that. That's bullshit. Exactly. I, I'm definitely of the same opinion. Um, and I, I tend to find it interesting that, you know, because, again, I, I try to get as many different opinions as possible, particularly from people who are not from the U.S. And um, we, we mentioned uh, Dr. Dinsen recently uh, on the on a on a podcast, and he is one of many that has said, "Hey, if you're not getting the results from oil finasteride that you like, we can supplement a little bit of tutasteride into your uh, routine." Right. And I've not been able to find an American doctor that's cool with that, and it's really discouraging because I think it, it it might be one of the last options I have in terms of just sort of perfecting. My, my daily routine. Jeez, but that, that really again, makes that, that's really disappointing. That. that makes no sense to me. I, I mean, I would think that anybody who is part of what we do would be have that in their toolbox and be willing to prescribe it. So this is Jerry very cool. It, it, it's fear. Yeah, go ahead. It, it's, it's fear, 100%. Like like the last uh, guy I spoke with, again, I don't know if I'm talking out of school, but it was Ken Anderson. I think he's a good guy. I think he's a lot of people respect him. But he was yeah. like, dude, ethically, I'm not I, I'm not going to prescribe that for you. Like, I just don't want – I don't think the risks are worth it. And I respect his opinion, but I don't know if once a week dutasteride is going to do anything detrimental to me. I'm skeptical of, like, the long-term effects. I just – I don't see how that would be the end of the world if I were to take that once a week. Did he give any? Did he cite any resources that that um, backed up his position? Yeah, ask him to see studies. Or he just gave you, a, yeah, just a general answer saying that he didn't feel safe with it. Uh, it, I mean, he did. Uh, I, I, he didn't uh, quote anything that was peer reviewed. We didn't get that sort of specific, but it was just like, listen, this is an off label use, and I don't feel comfortable blocking ninety something percent of that particular DHT enzyme. Uh, you know, he's like, listen, it's, it's at the end of the day, we're talking about hair, and I just don't want to, you know, put you in danger. And I'm like, hey, I understand, you know, that's your opinion. Well, I, listen, I, 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 res- I certainly respect his opinion. And if that's always been his opinion, then of course, you know, but I, I, I know so many doctors who've prescribed in the IHS over the years who've prescribed Etasteride. So many guys are on it who have, you know, I'm not saying that they had, didn't suffer side effects. I didn't say, I'm not saying there's not a greater chance of having adverse side effects. And if you do have those adverse side effects because it has a much longer half-life and you're blocking type 1 and type 2 5-alpha reductase, that the side effects won't last longer than if you deal with uh, finasteride or you're taking finasteride. But 
it's, it was just so commonly prescribed over the last – when was it approved? Uh, the task was approved in what, 2002 for benign prostate yeah. hyperplasia? As soon as it was approved, it was being prescribed off-label and people were benefiting from it. Hmm. So it's very possible based on, you know, the ambulance chasers out there and all the lawsuits that we're seeing. You know, these doctors are just concerned about, you know, potential liability. Right. And again, not to bring it back to topical, but I do find it interesting that for I still technically have a script from another doctor for topical dutasteride. The topical shit they're not worried about. But for some reason, the pill is the issue. Yeah. Well, listen, I am a fan of both. I know that the topicals do seem to be working for the guys who cannot tolerate taking the pill. That's an option. Or for guys who are terrified to take the pills, it's great to have this option. But it only makes sense that if you take something systemically that affects your hair follicles, that you're going to be affecting, and if it works for you, that you're going to be benefiting throughout your entire scalp. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and to me, that you're looking for long-term benefit, then that's that's the route you you probably would be most preferable to any scientist or to any physician who, who's worth their salt, in my view. But I understand the liability factor. These guys are scared shitless, right. and they also don't want their names dragged through the mud online. It's a much different situation now than it was just, sure. just five years ago. I guess, I guess looking at it through that light, that's something I've I've maybe failed to appreciate thus far. Because if I did get, you know, any sort of side effect related to the medicine or not, all I got to do is go online and blame John Cole because I can't get a boner. Right. Basically. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, uh, that, that is a good point. I will say this though: Does it make sense that I am skeptical about the efficacy of topical dutasteride in particular? Not so much finasteride, but you know, not to get too much into the biochemistry or whatever of dutasteride, but it's a pretty, from what I understand, hard drug to penetrate your skin. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm using stuff like tretinoin and blah, 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 to help get it in there. I'm just worried. I just don't want to be wasting my fucking time because to get that shit compounded, it's an expensive endeavor. You know, I'd be better off buying the pill from a check, a wallet perspective, but I, I just don't, I'm, I'm skeptical of uh, topical dutasteride would actually do me any favors as far as actually preserving my hair. Well, Joe's on it, right? You're, or you're on topical finasteride, Joe. Finasteride, yeah. yeah. Um, I, if I remember correctly, I was talking to, to some doctors that were working on a topical finasteride or already had. I Actually, one of the doctors I, I know quite well that already has one out, and he was telling me that the challenge with, um, with dutasteride is that it's it's a larger molecule, and so right. it's more difficult it's, it's over to... over 500 Dalton, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a larger molecule, so it's more difficult for it to, to be absorbed through the skin. Um, and, and I've heard from two doctors in the past six months that say that they've cracked it. They, they've they've really? got a topical coming out, or yeah. But who knows? I mean, <laughs> it's like... Seriously, I who knows? Like, I, I you know, n- none of these doctors are putting on any, any studies where it's like you know, five hundred participants and you know the difference between this formulation and that formulation or, like, it's all it's all speculation. I know I, I, I know a, a a company that's coming out with a new formulation of, of topical finasteride and uh, things look really good. 
Uh, there's a lot of a lot of patients that have been treated with a, a, a lot of success. The formulation seems really good, but I haven't seen anything that has shown any long-term efficacy with topical dutasteride. I just haven't seen it yet. I'm not saying that it doesn't, it's not going to work, but I just haven't seen it. And I don't think there's enough patients on it in any for any given clinic or uh, any different any given company. So I think what Joe is yeah, saying is right. pretty right. HLC 2020 um, in the chat room says the thing in Spain is dutasteride in injectables. He's talking about mesotherapy. Mesotherapy. That's yeah. definitely one way to get uh, to get it through the skin is just inject it. <laughs> that's, yeah. That, that's a that's a very um, effective alternative, and it wouldn't be once a week. I think something like that would be once every few months, if I remember correctly. That's that's the way it's it's a big deal in Spain. I know that for a fact. Uh, mesotherapy is massive there. Uh, finasteride and dutasteride, and even um, I, I think minoxidil as well. Uh, they're they're bi- bypassing topical formulations altogether and just going straight to the needle. Hmm. Yeah, this is my first time hearing of that. I've never had a had a doctor say that that that's something they were able to do. It's always something crazy like exosomes or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not mesotherapy is not a big thing in the states or North America at all. They started to try to do it a little bit. There are a couple of uh, guys who are, are doing it, mostly guys who are in the cosmetic surgery space who are adding, like, minoxidil or finasteride. This was years ago. And then it kind of yeah, went out of vogue when PRP came along. Yeah. So here, here's my, my – what I would do in my case or if it was my brother or anybody else, let him rest in peace. Um, you know, I can't get the, the Jewish thing, man. Every time I mention a dead person, I got to say that. But, <laughs> but um, I know that the studies are very limited when it comes to topicals. I also know that mm-hmm. these topicals work. It's a great, it's a great uh, thing to have if you're not doing well on uh, the drug, on, on the pills. But to me, man, it's just like plastic surgery, man. Cold hard steel. You want to go for what we know works first, right? And then if you have adverse side effects, God forbid, then you can move on to something else. And also, you just have to be aware that you could be one of those, you know, anomalies where it really fucks you up. That, sure, that happens. Well, thus far, that that hasn't been my experience. Knock on wood. I yeah, mean, I, I was on brand, brand name Propecia for three years. Um, I, after that, in my opinion, because I wasn't seeing great results or the results that I wanted, I had a doctor say that topical was the best thing since, you know, sliced bread and put me on that. Yeah. Same scenario, no drastic change either way. And so now I'm just in this space where I'm trying to perfect the regimen, you know, just if I'm going to be a responder to a 5-alpha reductase inhibitor, I just want to find the best thing. And I'm just not sure that I've found the best, you know, daily or weekly, whatever, um, well, I think possible. I think like so like Joe said. I think I think Dr. Cooley is still prescribing it, and there's other doctors who are prescribing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you could talk to them, give them a call. And is that in yeah. is that in Atlanta? Sorry, no, he's in Charlotte. he's in Charlotte. Okay, um, let me write that down because again, I'm I like to get all the opinions that I can. How do you spell his name? It's Jerry, as as it sounds, Cooley, C O L L E Y. C-O-O-L-E-Y. Okay. What did I say? You said C-O-L-L. Oh, C-O-L-L. See, there's my, there, there's my, my dyslexia coming in. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. 
But that's not too bad at all. So, again, yeah. Um, well, that is good. I, I really appreciate that. Again, I'm just uh, trying to find the best thing. And, and I'm one of those that's always micro-examining the hairline, too. So, you know, maybe when you were my age, you saw the same amount of loss. I don't know. I just I have no frame of reference to know whether or not the shit is actually working or not. Most people say you don't look like a hair loss patient. How old are you? Clearly, that's not what I, uh, what I see every day. You know what I mean? And that's the sickness of it all. How old are you? I'm 28. Okay. Yeah, I mean, when I was 28, even though I'd already been losing my hair for seven years, uh, the way that I was able to comb it, whatever it is, most people would be like, you're crazy, until I pulled my hairline back, and then they saw a little recession, but it wasn't like, to them, it was like, big deal. You know your own hair. Mm -hmm. If you think you're losing it, you're losing it. Right. That's it. So... If you're able, if when you, I was 28, I was called up by a, a movie company and wanted to use my hairline as a as a prison cell stand-in. <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! <laughs> but see, let, but this this is the question for you, guys. Spencer. Is like fucking when guys. You, Jesus. <laughs> when you were my age, did you like even going into your 30s, did you feel like despite being on therapy, you, you were losing a little bit every day? No, you know what I mean? no. At, at your, uh, okay. As soon as I, well, at your age, I didn't actually get on therapy until your age, like real therapy. I wasn't able to get okay. an asteroid until I was your age. So, so I had a, a period where I just, things just stopped. I grew some hair back and that lasted for a long time. So okay. now, like even when I, I had a rush to paint my bald spot today, I was like, fuck, I can't cover the whole thing. If I do, it looks like I have a black yarmulke on. So... <laughs> I, you know, I have to either get some. I have to get some more salt and pepper to try to dummy it up. But right now, it's it's definitely gotten worse. But you know what? I've held on to it for a long time, and I think uh, it. You know, God willing, I probably have a few more years left before it becomes more noticeable. So, you know, I think you're on the right track. I think you need to listen to your gut and you ask the right questions. I, as I see the industry evolving and things changing and, and doctors being a little bit more, they're shying away from the oral stuff because there is now topical solutions to provide that gives them a sense that they're going to be, you know, not blamed or they're going to be less liable. Um, I think that's why they're going that direction, to be honest with you. But, but if that means worse results for their patient, potentially, I, I just don't understand why that would still be the push. It's such a small percentage of guys is getting the, the side effects. That's, with a, the that's a good question. I can't answer that. Except, um, sadly, that's the practice of medicine. We're dealing in a society now that, you know, it's it's almost frightening to be a physician or to deal with reviews and all that stuff. It's, it's just a bad time for doctors and patients, mm -hmm. in my view. You know? yeah, it's just crazy to me. Yeah. But, and comedians. Know, and comedians. Yeah, and comedians, apparently. Yeah. I mean, listen, good luck. Thanks for the call. We're going to take some hey, other calls. thank you so much, and thank you for always making me laugh my ass off. Regardless. Uh, I'm glad, man. <laughs> take it easy. Bye-bye. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Bald Truth. You know, the broadcast streams live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and 10 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. If you'd like to watch the show or see us in studio, call us live, ask any questions. If you have any concerns, if you just want to vent, you can check us out on Joe Tillman's YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash hair transplant mentor. Or you can watch and listen to us live on theballtruth.com.